The memory of standing in the dark, so close to Robert, the feeling of his coat against her hands as he kissed her, the smell of him mingled with the sharp woody scent of the trimmed hedge. She fell back against the pillows and let herself get lost in the details. She wondered when he would call again, how long she'd have to wait before she would see him. A knock at the door broke her dreamy reverie. Miss Clara? Trudy's voice called quietly through the door. Clara heard the woman try the doorknob. She sat up again and took in her disheveled appearance. She was still wearing the everyday shoes from her sojourn outdoors, and there were blades of grass and mud stuck to them. Clara hastily removed them and hid them under the bed before moving to the door and unlocking it. She eased the door open enough to let Trudy in. Good morning, Trudy. Miss Clara, why are you still in that dress? If you couldn't get out of it on your own, you should have rung the bell and I could have helped you. Trudy reached out to pull the dressing gown from around Clara's shoulders, but Clara clutched it to herself. I can undress myself without assistance, Trudy, she said. I was simply too tired last night to be bothered. Trudy backed away from Clara, resigned. Very well. I was sent to see how you were feeling after the excitement last night. Your mother noticed you hadn't come down to breakfast yet. There was something in the way Trudy raised her eyebrows as she spoke the last part, and an image of her mother at the breakfast table, carefully watching the clock with a growing smirk, popped into Clara's mind. Thank you, Trudy. You can tell Mother that I'm not hungry this morning and will be down shortly if there's something she wishes to discuss. Trudy nodded and left the room. Before closing the door behind her, she stuck her head back in and reminded Clara, If you need anything, just ring for me. Clara wanted to return to bed where she could lose herself in dreams of the previous evening, but just as there was a lingering warmth in her cheeks at the thought of Robert's kiss, there was also lingering tension in the muscles of her neck at the thought of her mother's criticism. She walked over to a small clock on the small mantel above the fireplace. No one was ever sent to wake Clara, and she hadn't slept more than twenty minutes past the hour at which she habitually rose. Quite the feat, considering how late she'd returned compared to the time she usually turned in each evening. Her mother, sending Trudy to check up on her, brought to mind all the rumors Robert had mentioned during their stolen encounter. Having sent the message with Trudy that she would be down shortly, every moment spent contemplating such things, when she should be dressing, was a moment in which her mother won. She slipped off the dressing gown, reached her arms behind her back as best she could, and began unfastening the line of minuscule buttons. It was remarkable how quickly her relationship with her mother was deteriorating. Martha had never been a doting mother, but that extended to Helen as well. There had been nannies and nursemaids before the tutors and governesses appeared and took charge of the girls' daily schedules. Martha was a figure that had hovered at the edges of her early awareness, in Clara's case, critically. There had never been a doubt in Clara's mind that her mother treated her and Helen differently. She had always assumed that it was because Helen was younger, her baby, or that Helen was healthier. There was a frigid winter day in her childhood when Clara had been laid up with a bad cold, and a thought occurred to her that caused her to shudder and wonder about her mother's detached attitude towards her. What if mother always seemed to look through her because of all the times she'd been at death's door? What if it was just because mother had looked at her so many times, convinced she was about to die, and she didn't know how to handle the loss of her daughter?
Maybe it was all just Mother trying to keep herself from getting hurt if something happened to her, Clara. Clara had clung to that interpretation of her mother's behavior and succeeded for a while. When she mentioned the idea to Trudy, the woman had reassured her and reiterated that everything was done to ensure the health and safety of the girls, even if the measures themselves seemed harsh or unnecessary at first glance. It was an idea Clara struggled to remember each time she felt slighted or unfairly censured growing up. Eventually, she'd simply become numb to the barbs and digs, unaware of them or able to overlook them entirely.